And I don't believe it's saying no in all reality, David. Maybe that's why that it's it's to me, it's a yes if, not a no because. And and I use that in a constant manner. You know, if if Mr. Cronkey asked me if he could build a stadium on the moon, uh, the answer is yeah, absolutely, if all these things happen. This is the playbook. I'm live here at SoFi Stadium. I'm so excited to have the senior vice president of revenue at SoFi Stadium and Hollywood Park. Greg Kish, welcome to The Playbook. Dave, thank you very much for having me. It's an absolute honor and a pleasure. And, and I've had the privilege of, of seeing and listening to a lot of these. So very, very excited to be here. And I'm excited to be able to host you. How cool is it that destiny, this place is about destiny. We're unbelievably blessed to have the Super Bowl champion play in the stadium all year round, to have the home team win it here in the first Super Bowl here at SoFi Stadium. And not the last, by the way, but there's also a destiny that you and I share. Most people don't know this about me. I was born in the same hospital in Akron, Ohio, as Steph Curry and LeBron oh, wow. James. Oh, so wow. I always said my destiny probably will be the commissioner of the NBA someday, <laughs> which I definitely have a better skill set than playing for uh, the NBA, obviously. But you too have had a destiny with these properties. And yep. w- what connection do you have here to SoFi Stadium in Hollywood Park? Well, it's uh, every day, Dave, that I, I have the privilege of coming in here. I look across the street 500 feet or so from our property line, and there's the hospital I was born at, right across the street. Um, I lived about a mile down the road, right where one of the roads dead ends into the property. Um, I, we used to come here when I was a kid, and it was the racetrack, and you know, trying to sneak into the forum games because we didn't necessarily have the money for a ticket sometimes. <laughs> we, you know, we tried to get around security when we were kids, but um, it, it's, an, it's an incredible experience to think that starting there in Inglewood and then looking at this place as such a beautiful entertainment destination then when it was the park and, and the Lakers with the Forum and the Kings as well. Um, but then to what this has become and then the fact that I get to be a part of it. And I know how privileged and incredible um, that that opportunity is, has found me here. And that opportunity has led you to be one of the youngest leaders in the space. And those leadership qualities, I know you're familiar with all the content that I do. Uh, your, reputa- your reputation precedes you as well. When I talk about young leaders in our sports community here and all of your close friends uh, as CEOs of companies, as COOs of large sporting organizations, your name is always at the forefront as a young leader. What experiences have led you to be such a great leader at such a young age? Well, first, I'm humbled and, and very appreciative of, of you saying that. And, and look, I... I, it's always a judgment of, of how people speak, you know, when you're not around and, right. and without any prompting. Right. And, and that's that's a great thing to hear. So so thank you. Um, you know, I think a, a couple of things that I would point to, David, that really helped build the kind of the foundation for me. Number one, uh, no one can do it alone. And I, and I think that's that's fair to say. Um, I, I'm an only child, but I had two parents. I have two parents uh, that have been extremely supportive my entire life. Um, they've done everything that they could to make sure that I got the support I need, no matter what, if not about money, not about lifestyle, but it's just about support. Um, that and just the genuine uh, nature and way that they approach everything they do in their lives, you know, I really take that to heart. And I think you know, when we talk about leadership today, and we talk about growing organizations, authenticity and, and a genuine nature um, sometimes can be missed. When you think about what, what does it take and what is the strategy behind it, because if genuine to yourself and your approach every day, then you hope that that is where the connections lead to everybody else that you're you know, working with and dealing with on a daily basis. Super important to me. I think that's the first thing. Uh, second thing, you know, I, I grew up in the sports environment. I, I did play baseball. 
Um, fortunate enough to have so many great experiences. I got to play for Team USA when I was 16 and wow. traveled to Ecuador. And, uh, you know, again, I think back to some of the most incredible experiences I've had. I was fortunate to get a scholarship to play college baseball. But, you know, beyond that, the baseball was what it was. Uh, to me, it was about learning what it was about the game and about the opportunities that provided me to set me up for my life. The biggest piece that I think I took from that, David, is that, you know, you're doing an individual job within a team environment. You still have to execute your job, but you have to do your job correctly. But then you have to do it within a team environment as well to ensure that you're taking in everybody else's account. Right. You have to work together, but you have to do your own job. And I think baseball to me is one of those sports where, you know, it's very apparent. Um, I also appreciated the levels of, of competition it provided, uh, healthy competition. You know, that pitcher hitter matchup, what, again, why I love watching it now is every pitch, there's a chess match going on. And that's, uh, that's a lot of chess matches to play. And it can be mentally draining, exhausting, emotionally draining, exhausting, physically draining, exhausting, all at the same time. And, and that's what the complexity of that strategic thinking on each pitch, even when you're in the field, you still got to be thinking about that, right? Um, so I, I kind of take out those, those couple things that I've been fortunate enough to be a part of when I was younger. And to me, that just kind of built that beginning foundation for what then would be become my professional, you know, understanding and acumen. Yeah. And that acumen has led you to some incredible collaborative coordinated movement that has created an extraordinary success at SoFi Stadium and Hollywood Park. How has your philosophy around no and being a leader and keeping people's best interests prioritized correctly, how has that interplayed with your ability as a leader to, you know, please people, but yet still keep the best interests in mind by either saying no or maybe you have some other strategy with it? I got to tell you, it's such a timely question. Um, I was just having this conversation uh, with a group of folks over here. Um, and, and I don't believe it's saying no in all reality, David. Maybe that's why that it's, it's to me, it's a yes if, not a no because. And, and I use that in a constant manner. Um, you know, if, if Mr. Kroenke asked me if he could build a stadium on the moon, uh, the answer is yeah, absolutely. If all these things happen. And, and I believe that you come to the same conclusions or you come to the same answers or you come to the same, let's call it understandings, but it's the mentality behind it. And I think that that mindset at least helps you try to either find the solution or find the challenges that make the appropriate decisions. If there has to be a compromise in any which way, then I think you get there more by saying yes, if not, no, because. And that was a good piece of advice that I, I got early on in my career as a young manager um, from, from a mentor. And it was, it was some of the best advice I've ever had because I've used it my, you know, my entire career. And I, I play off that. It, and again, it's, it's not necessarily the answer, right? It's just how you get there. I, I love that I was taught at the same age, it wasn't no, but or y yes, even if it was, how can we do it? Yep. And even as a parent, uh, taking into the context of the big companies that I've run, I found that's been the great parenting tool of, Dad, I want this terrific. How can we get it? And Absolutely. your participation in the matter, uh, definitely. Now, you've had some challenges as a young leader just because of external, unforeseen health circumstances that have heavily impacted SoFi Stadium and Hollywood Park. Um, 
what was the biggest challenge from the pandemic and what was the biggest benefit that maybe you didn't see up front when you're like, holy moly, I can't believe nobody's going to be allowed in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there were, there were both personal and professional um, challenges and benefits as well. I think that came with everything. Um, and, and mindset is so important to me. And I do try to look at everything as there's something that you're gaining or you're benefiting from regardless of whatever those challenges may be the pandemic certainly was one that put us in a situation to try and adjust and adapt very quickly. Something I always love doing and, and I think is a part of my everyday is adjusting and adapting to whatever's going on. Uh, but that was obviously a big one. I think personally, um, I'm a big connection person. I need to be with people around people. I want to work with people directly. I don't like video conferences. I don't like doing phone calls. I don't like writing emails. You know, I, I, I'd rather be sitting face to face with somebody. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the adage of how do you learn best or how do you gain the most knowledge? And for me, it's not necessarily through reading or watching or, you know, doing that it's through experiential, you know, just like this, right. Experiential right. opportunities. And so the hard part was trying to find those within the pandemic nature, especially in the beginning. And that also, you know, agrees with connecting with fans too, especially with our industry. Um, so it put us, it put us in a tough spot. I think that was, that was our biggest probably challenge as a group and as an organization was finding that connectivity to continue to gain trust, authenticity, everything we needed to do. The other aspect is we were a growing organization during that time and really needed to get people in a position, you know, to get this, this thing standing up on its head. And so really recruiting, um, you know, getting that connection with new hires, uh, maintaining relationships, building and growing people. It was, it was a very difficult challenge within the environment because, uh, you know, when, when, you're, when you're growing as fast as we were at the time to get everything up and ready for this, um, you know, we, we had to get a lot of people on board and it was very hard. You know, what I love about you is that you have such a strong dedication to mindset as well as heart set with things, you know, which a lot of athletes do. Right. We understand the mindset and heart set game of how we feel, the desires that we have, the ability that we must be what we can be. But it's very rare when people have that type of philosophy or perspective to also be in the pragmatic world. And I think it's a nuance that I enjoy that, you know, I've been accused even of being woo woo. I'm so out there on the mindset and heart set. <laughs> but when it comes to numbers and money and revenue, you know, my motto is make a lot of money to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. You ask people where my brand stands, it'll be, oh yeah, that guy that likes to empower people to be happy. He's, but remember what my mission is, is yep. to create abundance. And you seem to understand there's a reconciliation between mindset, heart set, and what I call handset, the ability to monetize and materialize things in an organized operational manner. You still got to win ball games, in other words. Absolutely. You can be as nice as you want to be as a manager. You can be an inspiring manager. But if you're not like Bobby Cox and you understand the number game and when you should bunt and when you should pull a pitcher and all yep. the things Bobby Cox I thought was the best at historically of playing the statistics of baseball. For you, how do you reconcile being, you know, the senior vice president of revenue, SoFi Stadium, Hollywood Park, with the fact that you're really just a mindset guy like me <laughs> and a heart set guy full of feeling and emotion. But in the end, you're extremely good. What's your philosophy around money or monetization? Well, first, um, that's thank you for saying that. I, I do I do appreciate those words. Um, I don't I wouldn't give myself that much credit, but uh, <laughs> but but thank you for for doing so. You know, when I think about it. And to me, I love I love challenging um, tactical, strategic situations. I like things 
that provide my brain to have to look at it from four different angles um, to put together the right answer. Again, I go back to, well, what's best for? Not, not what's best for me, what's best for X? And I think you can take the same philosophy and understanding with challenges and problems as you do with people. And it's trying to understand what's best for that situation in that moment at that time. Understanding though, and this was a big one and so hard, I think for any young professional uh, to let go of is, you know, you can sit there and create a plan that's at the time, absolutely perfect. You can start to execute said plan and it, it could be on its way. And then 180, you got to make the turn. And if you don't, something could fail. And, and I think that adaptability and flexibility is just being aware enough to have the understanding of what's best for that situation, what's best for that thing at that time. Um, I think that uh, coupled with putting good people around me. I mean, one of the things, David, that you know, I, I preach a lot to, to people because it's so important. Um, they talk about strengths and weaknesses, and I'm I just not a big believer in the terms. I don't like the terms. The way I look at it is, what are you inherently good at that you know, no matter what, you are just better, if not as good and better than anyone else in the world. Everyone has at least one thing within them. But just as importantly is, what do you just know you're not going to be good at? And I, you know, I don't like hearing the, uh, what I would call the BS of, well, I like to just build my weaknesses and, you know, no, it doesn't work that way, right? You just know there's things you're not good at. You might incrementally, you know, get a little better over time, but you're just never going to be good. Um, having that awareness internally to understand that and putting the right people around you in a situation to, to grow and succeed, I think can rise to all of those challenges that you're referring to. Um, and then having the right mindset of what we're after, right? Making sure we know what we're about, who we are and what we're going after every single day. I think we put those things together. Um, it's a recipe for, for ultimate success for you know, us in this project. And as I'm blessed to be around this project since its inception as well, the word that comes to mind is potential. And you know, it's almost like having this unbelievable amount of talent and they've held back and held back and still being here today I see extraordinary potential for SoFi Stadium and Hollywood Park. I always, when I'm walking around the stadium, look around going, wow, what's next year going to bring? And I, albeit to have a home team win a Super Bowl in your stadium, you almost can say, well, it doesn't get still, better than that. Still can't believe it, but, but it was, yeah. I, it was awesome. And yeah. I, can't, I, yeah. I can't believe it. I loved it. But I also see so many different capacities and capabilities at Hollywood Park and here that a lot of our community in the world hasn't seen yet. What are some of those capabilities that most people don't know about that exist here at SoFi Stadium and at Hollywood Park that are gonna drive significant revenue? What events are coming? What I know there's a big theater back there that I'm dying to keynote, you know, some kind of huge 6,000 person mastermind. Most people great. don't even know that it exists uh, because of what, what has happened, uh, but they will just like we see extraordinary concerts that this is the premier venue now for concerts. Everyone's like, oh my God, you went to the Rolling Stones at SoFi Stadium. That was the best concert awesome. ever created. Um, what are some of those potentials that people may not be aware of? Well, I think you hit it on the head is, is potential opportunities. And there are some big things that, that we've announced that are coming up. We have you know college football national championships. We have WrestleMania, um, which by the way, I will say, not a huge wrestling fan, but that is one of the most incredible entertaining events of all time. That Absolutely. I've been to. There's so, another Dave Meltzer that's um, super famous yeah. in wrestling, so don't get him confused. With <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, and then, you know, opening and closing ceremonies, the Olympics. Um, and we're working on a host of a lot of really exciting, you know, potential big events. You just mentioned concerts. You mentioned, you know, there's, you know, esports opportunities, there's award show opportunities, festival opportunities. 
So when you're thinking and, and, and trying to talk about the opportunities, we're trying to host the world. That's our goal. From a, We are a global entertainment destination trying to host the world. Anything and everything that the world can put on, we want to have the ability to host it here. We have an incredible, thanks to Mr. Kronke, we have an incredible you know, area, this 300 acres to, to do that in. Um, and, but it's not just about events, David. I mean, this is a live, work, and play opportunity that we're building. Um, and so if we just talked about events, I think we'd sell ourselves a little short here. Um, to, but we're trying to create this, this entire destination for people to come, whether they're coming in on a Tuesday to shop or whether they're coming to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, either way, we want to create everything that's world class. We want everyone to be talking about all the different aspects about working here, living here, shopping here, um, but also enjoying the entertainment here. And so, you know, I think over the years of just what's ahead of us, it's unbelievably incredible. And that opportunity is massive. So we need to take advantage of it, right? Yeah. That's what we got to do. Got to monetize right it, way. materialize the right it way. in the right way. Money will follow greatness. And it's certainly following you and SoFi Stadium and Hollywood Park. Providing value is what I think about. Providing and being 100%. able to articulate that value to exceed what you ask for. There's so much value. And I can tell you as someone who not only is blessed to be here in the capacity of activity I get paid for, but you know, my family and my community, we've done so many different things here. And I've been blessed to be around the world at the greatest and biggest events. Nothing compares to SoFi Stadium and its complimentary property next door, Hollywood Park. So I encourage everyone to see the great work as a leader that Greg is doing. This is Dave Meltzer here at SoFi Stadium with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook.